Hello and welcome to the QPR Podcast. I'm David Fraser. Um, we've been busy discussing, before we press record and started speaking to you, the correct pronunciation of the new Chelsea manager. And I'm only mentioning that at the top of the podcast because it gives us an opportunity to talk in a way that we haven't necessarily been able to talk before on this podcast. So Chris Mendes, for the benefit of everyone, how do we pronounce the name of the new Chelsea manager? Antonio Kant. There we go. Okay. Ding! Do you know what? What? They suit each other well. Um, I'm David Fraser, QPR fan. There are four of us around this desk today uh, talking about Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, to my left is the esteemed... Can I call you esteemed? Yeah, call me what you want. Cool. Um, well, I wasn't talking about you. Uh, the <laughs> esteemed... can't see what you just see, just pointed at me. ITV journalist, Chris Mendes. Hello. And we have from Independent R's, Funky Flowers and the QPR podcast. Yeah. Founder. Paul Finney. Co-founder. Co-founder. So is, so is Chris, you forgot co-founder. Co-founder. We're all co-founders, apart from our newest guest. Make... But, but you're, you're the bigger founder. Well, I do need to lose. I have put on a little Easter weight, that's true. Um, yes. We also have making you his podcast... for Lent, did you? Sorry? You didn't certainly keep cutting for Lent, did you? Well, you know I don't do all that. Uh, we Making his podcast debut, um, we're very pleased to welcome Lee Hoos to the podcast. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> it's not Lee Hughes. Um, it was just a cheap joke about an American accent. Uh, QPR fan, R-block sitter, um, Paul Frick. Correct. Welcome to the podcast. Right, okay. Um, posted R-block stander in all Siddick Ground. You're not wearing earphones, we oh, can't sorry. hear you if you do that. So as opposed to an R-block stander in all Siddick Ground. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. Well, they do usually stand kind of like right by the exit blocking. We're winding them up. Can we carry on or? Do what you want. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> we just hit a bit of numbers up. Bit like our defence on Saturday. Friday. 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 We played on Friday. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. You can search for us on Facebook. And if you click like there, you'll hear all about uh, every, all, all our news updates. Search for the new QPR podcast. We really need to take that word new off it because we've been around for ages. <laughs> and you can listen to all, old, uh, all our old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. Okay. You know what? I think you're the best anchor man we've ever had in this podcast. You're going to do a joke about anchor, aren't you? No, we've already done the um, Chelsea manager. You're fine. <laughs> Paul. Starts us off about Friday night. Queen's Park Rangers 2, Middlesbrough 3. I like the way you keep saying Queen's Park Rangers. It feels almost old-fashioned, and as it should be, because I think too many times QPR... Don't start on the date. Oh, okay. Don't start on the date. It's 86. Carry on. Um, no, it was, it, it, was a, it was Jekyll and Hyde and, and Jekyll and Hyde again and, and, and weird. We, we, I think you can see what we're trying to do for next season. You can see how they're de- trying to develop the side. There's real potential in that side. Mm. Um, but it seems to be without Clint Hill holding it together, the defence kind of goes like a wee bit Mr Magoo at times, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But that said, talking about Mr Magoo, the lines person on Friday it's has... a real up-to-date reference there. Just Harry, our engineer, is probably 20, I'm guessing. Do you know who Mr Magoo is? No idea. And how old are you? 24. Okay, no idea. So 
Good, good up-to-date reference there. Carry on, Paul. I am 46. I'm very old. And the rest. Yeah. Current. No, no, I was just some yeah, freaking yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think we, we... You can talk younger than me and you look like... Anyway, um, the thing is that what we did do on, on, on Friday is we came back into the game when, if that was early in the game, that game could have ended up 6-0. So that was a massive plus that we have got some fight in the side that we will... Mm. But the defending at times was absolutely diabolical and that needs to be addressed because we can't keep dragging Clint Hill um, into it to make everything better. There's got to be someone else though who can share the responsibility, who can be a leader. And I don't, I'm not sure about um, a new right back. Um, would it not be better to play Henry though? I don't know. Well, uh, in about five minutes' time, we have an interview with one of the greatest right-backs ever to play for QPR, that David been Bardsley. Linked. Do you know what? We could have worked with that in the pub, but we uh, didn't. And I fully intend on asking him that question oh, about sorry. the specialities associated with the role, so I'm glad you brought it up. But, but by the way, I watched um, Cherry's goal back on... Because when you're there, you don't appreciate it sometimes. Mm. Whoa, that is class. Well, they both were. They were yeah. both yeah. worldies, Probably. as they say. Well, Jim, Weren't they, Chris? They were. And that was, the, the, that way, was the most sorry. disappointing thing about the game. Sorry, that, Chris. Go on. Why do people keep slagging off Mackie? Can someone enlighten me? I don't, I didn't know that people were slagging him off. Everyone around me just slags Mackie off the time. a continuation from his first spell at the club. He did, um, people were, did get a bit annoyed about him. But he does. you just have to accept that at times you know, he's, he's not going to dribble past people and do an amazing skill like other wide players or other attacking midfielders we have. But... He just he works a lot harder than most people, and uh, he has got that kind of goal in him as well. He scored plenty of goals like that for in us. Fact, in fact, he past. was a brilliant right back. <laughs> Going back <laughs> to the question, I mean, carry on. Sorry, sorry. But Chris, yeah, sorry. but that's a disappointing thing about the game because I think we dominated possession for a lot of it, um, and our general play was just as good, if not better, than Middlesbrough. But they didn't have to work hard for their goals. All three no. of them could have been avoided, mm. um, and that's the disappointing thing. I think you know, when Smithies had saved the penalty. I think you, that's the point when you needed a player like Clint Hill and uh, or just someone to organise the defence and make sure they're switched on. But just their mentality just switched off for a second. And uh, and it was just too easy for Middlesbrough to score 20 seconds later. Well, two weeks ago we were talking about do we keep Clint Hill on? And I think given after sort of the, you know, do we keep him on for next season? I think after the performance on Friday, the situation... Is 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 so? Uh, it needs such a revamp. I think you almost have to keep Clint Hill on, don't you, Paul? Uh, you would, you Second, Paul. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> we, we can't even call him Paul F, can you? No. Uh, Frick oh. and Vinny. Frick. <laughs> Frick. Frick. Different manner. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. No, um. Uh, okay. What was the question? Well, it was just <laughs> about the defence. The kind of uh, Paul calls it the Jekyll and Hyde, but the sort of almost a team of two halves, really, and that actually from from after the defence, we're looking quite good in quite good shape, but there's, there's serious cause for def- cause for concern with the back four. Well, yeah. I mean, it it, it does seem to keep coming back to uh, to the leadership and and someone being vocal vocal presence in the back four, uh, which Clint definitely offers and continues to offer. Um, and I, I like Paul's shout out to uh, to um, uh, Henry at uh, at right back. I think yeah. that was one of my favorite positions he played. But they, they moved him over there for a couple of times. He's been great uh, recently in in mid. He's uh, been been quite uh, quite well as also he's uh, got got a foot in. Yeah. Well, listen, we've done well because I think we've been recording for seven minutes. Talked about right back, and we haven't mentioned Danny Simpson yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible miss on the other, yesterday. He should have scored. You know, I, I and should have been sent off. Do you know, he, he, he's, he's close to being in the um, 
PFA team of the season. He's been like deified, this guy. He's mm. going to get sainthood, you know, because of that sort Why of... Why did we sell him? What was the reason given when he was sold at the time? Because it was quite cheap as well. He was sold, not only was he sold ridiculously when he was one of our better players, but the fee we got for him was well, stupid. Red, I think Redknapp the reason sold him. was Harry Redknapp. And he also sold Mackie and got one of them back. Mm. Um, but I, I don't think Simpson was amazing for us. I thought he was pretty steady. He's just part of a, an amazing story here's at, a que- at the moment. Here's a question, Chris. Did you notice him? No. Which means he was a good right back because he did his job. He was okay. Yeah, he was That's steady. Was he saying. was steady. He was okay. But we were in the Premier League at the time when we sold him, weren't we? Uh, I'm pretty sure we were. But I mean, like, you know, he was, he yeah. was not in the team at the time. Who, was it the, um, who did we have at right back? Was it the... We didn't really have options, did we? The Chilean Isla? Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. But it's probably because at the end of the day, Harry Redknapp wouldn't... No good player unless he came in. Even if he came into the room and said, hello, my name is Pele Diego Best. Yeah. You know, he really wouldn't know a good player. So. But Simpson, yeah. Simpson's raised his game recently, but he also cost Leicester the game at Arsenal, got sent off. They, went, they were winning at a time. Or, and they, you know, I think he's done quite well. He's had a good season, but he's just part of a, a much bigger story there. I think Leicester fans owe us the biggest thank you ever if they win the league. What, because of Danny Simpson? I mean, let's no, not go no, overboard. No, 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 not because of that. Because they were in the Mara last season yeah, and um, having a bit of a rough time. They survived. And we went there at the last game and really boosted their confidence. That was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, that yeah, was, it must have helped that was, them. A, that yeah. was a great trip. So yeah, yeah, basically, with, with, when they... <laughs> I, 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 I was supposed to go to that game, but for various reasons I couldn't go. But the thing is, I think that you know they they, they should thank us at the, at the when they win the league. They should give us something like I don't know a decent player. Um, I think it's down to us, really. It is. It's, it's, yeah. If the media's forgotten this, they talk about stupid things like our huge wage bill, um, the fact that our wage bills alone with Champions League sides at one stage. They should talk about how we help Leicester win the league. The fairy tale started with us. Well, while we're talking about Leicester, um, it's <laughs> it's Tony Fernandez's birthday on the thirtieth of April, so. Let's, let's all have like free donuts and a free beer. That'd be lovely. How old is he? Uh, 52. I'll tell you another thing. The only, the, only, the only good thing about Leicester, being serious, I know this is a QPR podcast, but as our season is practically over, um, they're going to lift the trophy at the Swamp. I think that's hilarious. Was that their that's last away game? Yeah. Or it's the last game of the season. That's, 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 that's season. Oh! <laughs> 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 Anyway, okay. Can, 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 you, can, you, can you imagine? We, we are. Don't even ask for us to edit that out. <laughs> no, because we are not. There's a little Easter egg fine, yeah. in the podcast you, for anyone that was listening. There. Can you imagine that Mister <laughs> Mister Cunt turns up um, to see a game and um, he sees Leicester lifting the trophy and and their nine hundred million pound superstars sulking little children. Will um, obviously go on a sulk afterwards. I actually don't think they will lift it there because I think they'll have it sewn up. A long time. No, I want the lifter though anyway. <laughs> just, just do it. It's yeah. like you know. It's brilliant though because Ranieri was kind of just discarded by Roman Abramovich when he came in, so it'd be a brilliant story. It just yeah. added another little factor to the story. Yeah. Mm, who's going to be the caretaker? Oh, who, who cares? But I tell you what, it'll be funny because at the end day is it's a massive two fingers up to the Premier League, and it kind of shows with a little bit of know-how, the right scouting, the right team frame. I mean. Chris Morgan, or Chris Morgan, Wes Morgan, Wes Morgan. Wes, Chris Morgan played for Barnsley, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah he was the nutcase, wasn't he? That just was very oh, hard incre- and you'd never mess with. But yeah. well, I said he play for Forest, and he was he he wasn't the player he is now. But it just shows you with everything in football is bullshit. Team spirit is what you need. 
team spirit will get you everything in football and sometimes that's what we need and I think with people like Clint Hill falling at Rangers we've still got people with a backbone on that but we need to bring massive team spirit back to Rangers in my opinion okay then we can win the Champions League that seems like a good time for us to go to David Bardsley who with a bit of luck uh, is on the end of the phone and speaking to us now David, you're often um, outspoken and commenting on QPR on Twitter. So, uh, first question is, did you see the game on Friday night? And if you did, what did you think? Well, I, I did see the game. Um, and I think that, um, uh, you know, if you actually look at the game wholeheartedly, yeah, we, we scored a couple of decent goals. But, you know, one would have to admit that, you know, we're way off the pace as far as being one of the top teams in that league. I mean, I was a little bit surprised at how how far behind we were, really, um, in terms of, you know, pattern of play, technical ability. And don't get me wrong, we've got some great players, and there's no, no one more than me that loves this club. But sometimes you've got to look and say, you know, they're not quite ready yet. Even if they were in a position to go up, they're probably not quite ready. But Middlesbrough were, were way, were, you know, they, they didn't play fantastic, but you could see that they had an extremely good pattern of play. I, th- I think the feeling is here, we've just been talking about the game, is, well, well the, the phrase a team of two halves was used in the almost going forward, everybody after the defence is developing nicely you know we're kind of getting getting good midfield unit and good options and Poulter's um starting to pull it together up front but the the majority of the defense needs sorting out would would you agree with that um yeah I mean the games that I've seen um you know there's really nothing coming from you know I don't want to make it you know that I played in a, a good era with two good fullbacks or three or whatever you want to call it but you know, uh, Anua and Perch are simply not fullbacks, and you can clearly see that. You know, when they got time on the ball, they, they don't seem to be able to pick out. You know, twenty, thirty-yard passes into chest. Um, you know, driven balls, diagonals. You know, it's very much simple. Give it into midfield and let you know uh, Fowler do the work, and and Henry do what he's you know what he's good at, but. You know, for for any great team to 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 be to, to be strong and play from the back, then you've got to have two fullbacks who are comfortable on the ball and can play their way out of any kind of situation. And you can clearly see that's not the case. I mean, they're both centre halves, um, and uh, you can clearly see that uh, when 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 time is needed, and especially in the game at the weekend. You know, um, Anil was handling the ball like a you know a hot piece of coal. And you know, he have some ability. I mean, you know, the guy has got a reputation, and he has come from, you know, a couple of couple of big clubs. I mean, absolutely huge clubs. But you know, the follow-up doesn't appear to be um, matching, if that makes any sense to you. As far you know, I think uh, I think Hall has had a, a reasonably good season, but I think he needs to be playing somebody that uh, playing next to somebody who is. Very experienced, like Clint maybe, and you know Hall can do the dirty work, and Clint can just clear up. But I don't think that's kind of the, we don't really have the time to do that. And in this division, depending on you know how the clubs see things, it's hard just to bring on players through next to experienced players that maybe can only play you know three games a month 
or you know they get burnt out. So yeah, I would agree with you that um, apart from Hall, I think that and Yellow's not bad as well. You know he was pinging the ball all over the place at the weekend. He's not a bad player. I just think he's coming to a, an unusual environment at the start of the season. Got injured, came back. The team weren't doing well. Made some mistakes. But I think you know given time, he you know he can play. But I think you've got to have good fullbacks around you who have got to do their own work, which which, which takes a lot of strain off the, off the centre-halves as well. David, uh, one player who does play in that position, uh, who's currently out on loan, is um, Yun suk Young, and he's rated quite highly among the supporters, but um, he doesn't. he's never seemed to have been able to hold, hold down a first-team position under any of the managers at QPR. I just wondered how, whether you rated him or not in that position. I haven't seen enough of him. You know, I, I, I've i heard a lot, and obviously you trust of opinions of people that are either inside the club or, you know, fans that you, you know, you've had relationships for many, with many years. And obviously, you know, it's a, it's a personal choice thing. Sometimes, you know, if he is a great player and he's playing in a team that's struggling all the time, sometimes it's, 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 there's no point in playing him if he's just going to get dragged down. And, and he's, he's not going to be able to do the things that he just wants to do, which is to play football. And, you know, if we're in the Premier League in the top, in the top 10, I'm sure he'll be playing every week mm. because it's not so much of a risk to play somebody. But, but you know, I said it at the start of the season, you know, um, I'm, the, there are mixed messages and there always has been at the club this year. And I understand that. And I think Les has done a great job. And... Um, I was very pleased that I got to do an interview with him earlier in the year. But I know I know for a fact that when they lost to Preston, they wanted to set an example and send out a message to the league. And I think that, that, that losing that game for the club was probably, or not losing the game, kind of drawing at the end of the day, was pretty much an end to what people might have thought there was a slight chance that they were going to go for, try to make it into that those playoff positions. So... It's very difficult, I guess, for the young players to, to get opportunities. Uh, David, you talked there about Les, that you think he's doing a good job. Tell us a bit more about that. He, his, his, his intention is, seems to be that he's almost trying to um, return the culture of the club back to those times in kind of the 80s, and, uh, early, late 80s, early 90s, that sort of period, and before then, where... Um, there was it was a much more sensible club. It was about nurturing kind of younger, young, hungry players from the lower divisions. Have a good atmosphere around the club, not like the the sort of more mercenary times that we've seen. Um, you, you approve of the job that he's doing? Well, when I did the interview with him, you can kind of pick out the the, the things that um, you know he feels, and obviously the things that he tells me away from the paperwork is, you know, that they're, they're right on probably with what you're saying. I just think that some people may read into uh, the way he does things slightly differently and may not take it too well. I mean, you just got to support... When you um, say some people, do you mean supporters or people within the club? Yeah, I think, yeah, because, you know, when I wrote the article, I mean, obviously lots of people, you know, want to have their, you know, say, and and that's the right thing because that's what the game's about. And the people... You know anybody that pretty much is a is a, a true QPR supporter will will pretty much understand where I'm coming from because you know if it's in you it's in you. But I mean you know with Les it's kind of different. He, you know he's, he has to 
it has to do it more on a business front than from the heart. And I think that it's difficult for him the way he's tried to do that because it was a mess at the start of the season. Um, you know, people, you know, were clearly not happy with, you know, what, what was going on and how things were changing and, and what the setup was. And But it really, you know, really as fans, all you can do is stick by it. I, it, it it works both ways. You know, the QPR supporters have had it tough in the last four or five years. And, you know, I don't speak up for them. I don't speak up for the club. I'm just a simple supporter that finds things quite strange. Yes, I run a QPR academy out here, and it's, you know, the kids are QPR through and through, most of them. We have Europeans, Germans, French kids, you know. We've got all kinds of kids from all over the world. And, and even they would find it strange sometimes when they when they look at the situation and say, just don't get what's going on with the youth. Um, but, you know, because people ask questions and they say, well, why am I, why are my senior players uh, playing major league soccer um, at far away places out of the state of Florida when there's a, a major league soccer club, a soccer club down in this town? And, the, and, and it's just unfortunate because of the politics and everything that goes on that the kids have to, they have to go and play for, for clubs you know, thousands of miles away because of the silly politics in the game. But, you know, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, when Jimmy came in, it, it, for me, it was, it was a really good thing. He's, he's, I, I wrote about it and I took a lot of time to think about the things. And, you know, he's the type of guy who has had a magnificent career, as everybody knows. But, you know, Jimmy went out and did it the hard way. He got the mud on his boots. You know, he, he, got, on the, he got on the field with the academy. You know, he worked hard. He picked up his badges here and there. I'm not saying badges make you a coach, but he got out there. And I, I kind of compared it to the Gary Neville situation, whereas, you know, did Gary get the job from recommendation? Um, you know, because certainly no experience at any level. And then he's the England coach, and then he's the Valencia coach. Yeah, he's never, he's never even coached a U18 team. And, you know, everything catches up with you and that was a little bit like, you know, some would argue with maybe Chris, who is an extremely, extremely good coach, but probably best suited to working with U21 players or below. The same, the same with Tim, Tim Schiller. I don't really know, but you know, these are guys that have done great jobs in, in academies in the past, and sometimes that's just not enough for you. And um, you know, you have to know that in yourself, and and, and be proud to do the right thing. I just think that. Peter made a mistake early on and it's cost the club this year. And finally, David, where what, what do you what do you think about the next few months? What are the priorities? Um, sort of see out the season and, and get ready for next one and do you think we can make a serious challenge for next season? Uh, you know, the, uh, that was a question that was asked at the start of this year. You know, I with the players that at the club, I thought they were going to make a serious push for it then. You know, there was 13, 13 players left over from last last year that played in the Premier League. And, you know, that's when you started to have to ask questions because the team were, well, they certainly weren't playing for the QPR shirt. And, 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 and the, 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 the tactics and, and the things that were going on around it, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think now that they really need to finish off with a strong a strong run, and I said at the weekend, you know, QPR's business is to win games. 
and and one one thing that concerns me is that you know just say they had have made it into the playoff positions and then and the club are not ready really to go up. You know what's going to happen then? What's going to start? You know um, turning it around. It, so it's really difficult. The club are not really ready to go up. Are they ready to go up next year? You know the financial constraints that are on the club are tough. And, you know, some people feel that they need to sit in this division for a year or so. This is not an easy division. You know, you just don't even know where we're going to finish this year, depending on the other teams. Um, it's, it's, it's just so tight. This is a nightmare league to get out of. And if you if you stay in it too long, it can become an impossibility. Well, well we know what it. happens if you stay in it too long. But uh, yeah, well, we'll take I mean. your answer as a yes, anyway. We'll take your answer as yeah. We're definitely going up next year. No, <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm the most positive person towards this club, and I, I, you know, there's just no no other way that I can be. I mean, it, it just is what it is. I mean, I, I don't come over here and 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 you know, um, kind of spend the world on building a, a program with my own money. I think I think I'm the paid ambassador for QPR, unpaid ambassador for QPR that there ever was. But that's because I believe in the club and I enjoy I enjoy what we've done. Mm. Uh, you know, it, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm disappointed in some ways that none of my players managed to make it through the at club. And I'm not so... And, and that, that disappoints me a lot because we've had 19 players go professional. And the, and the, two, and the two closest boys that are closest to me are both at Juventus. Wow. So, well... So, who are they? Give, yeah, give, I mean, give those boys a shout-out. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, and you've been on a few times over the years, um, you you run a, an academy out... Is it Florida you're in? You, you're out in Florida? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, most most people... Most people are fans that talk or follow the, the, the thing. We wear exactly the same gear. We train in exactly the same gear. We, 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 we play the European professional teams that come over here at U19 age, you know, at the big tournament. So, you know, we, 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 we mix it with certain people and it's been really good for uh, players here. Um, you know, you just don't, you know, we have players playing at the Red Bulls, LA Galaxy, you know, San Jose Earthquakes and multiple of the programs, let alone Europe. So it, it's been a good, it's been a really good thing. I think I think now that my my own twins have kind of moved on, you know, it's kind of like you know I have to consider, you know, the future as well. And I think that I'm about ready to to want to come back. And, and I've said many times before, I obviously want to come back and work at the club. I'm not interested in working with first team football, but I am in the academy in the academy because that's what I know. And that's why I do a good job in. So, you know, it's, uh, I've said that many, many times. And, uh, you know, put t- 10 years of hard grafting over here. And I don't really know what's going to happen uh, for the future. I could end up in Italy. I, I really just don't know. It's, it's too early right now to, to, to say. But, you know, it's, the QPR Academy over here has been incredibly successful because people have taken a note. You know, as soon as those kids walk on the field in 2007 with a QPR kit on, which, you know, and, and we we pretty much try to set an example for, for what the club's all about. 
and uh, you know it has carried our players to amazing success through the whole wherever you want to talk Dallas Texas wherever we've played it's been really successful I'll tell you one thing though Dave I look forward to the day that we can send the QPR side out there um, to get a couple of friendlies so hopefully um, QPR can show their appreciation to what you're doing out there by doing something like that and get you back at Loftus Road so we can all thank you for being one of our best ever right backs and You've been brilliant on the show tonight and um, seriously, keep up what you're doing because we're all thinking of you over there and hopefully we'll get some players go- coming back this way as well one day. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank- Thanks very much, David. It's it's April. It's about 2.30 in the afternoon in Florida, so I imagine there's some rays that you need to go and catch. Um, we'll let you go. Yeah, Thank- you're always excellent. Thanks, always guys. great value when you come on. Thank you very, very much and please do come on again. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Take care. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye. Okay. Um, whilst we're talking, look, let's, we've got a very nice segue here, Paul Frick, not Paul Finney, uh, to seeing as we were talking to David Bardsley in America there. How does... Where are you from? South Carolina? South Carolina? Originally, yeah. How does a guy from South Carolina end up uh, sitting in our block, Loftus Road? I moved to New York. Uh, Mid nineties drums. I'm a bit rubbish on mics. So um, yeah, uh, met a girl, wound up back in London, um, and QPR happened to be my local. So started going to games and uh, kind of liked it. Kind Gotten, of liked. Kind of liked it. So what era was, was this? No, I was pretty psyched. It was just uh, back 2010. So I just moved here in 2009. Uh, so 2010. Yeah, started going to some games. Uh, the first game. Uh, Swansea Boxing Day 4 0 win. Oh, great mm-hmm. goals. Drop, drop. I was sitting over next block. W, W block. Yeah, drops. First goal I saw. That was pretty nice. Um, yeah, and uh, started coming back and then got another membership um, and then got a season ticket and I've been kind of stuck ever since. It's been kind of downhill so, from the 4 0. You must have thought, yeah. wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, had, well, we had Wembley. Wimbley was good. Yeah, that was a lot no, of fun. No, yeah. It's always saying, yeah. as Americans say, and I'm sorry about this, and I'm not taking a wee. Awesome. There you go. Well, Wembley was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'd mm. never say that word. Ever. You pro- so you were probably like two years, three years into supporting QPR. Did you think that sort of Wembley <laughs> thing happened the whole time? No, no. You, you actually, must have thought. I, hang on, we well, won no, the league in the no. 2011, then Wembley in 2014. Fortunately, there's 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 plenty of uh, of, of message boards out there which proclaim. <laughs> to the dire uh, ups and downs of QPR. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I caught it in a purple patch. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and were you into football in the States, or you just happened to no, I grew, kind I grew of up, get... No, I grew up playing um, until I got into drums, and then drums took over. But, uh, yeah, I always loved it. I was reel-to-reels of uh, Pele when I was a kid, and um, I absolutely loved it. I always had fun. I was, I was not very good, but I had a great time. And uh, so I got over here, followed international, but when I got over here... And um, like I said, uh, good fortune or misfortune, depending on the week that uh, QPR is my local. Had you ever heard of QPR? Never, never. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) only knew about it when I started. I wanted to go to to catch some football. My family was coming over from the states, and they wanted to see some British football. Mm. Um, My nephew's big in English football, and um, so I had to find uh, what was going on, and that was that was my local. Poor bloke. So so can you? (laughs) You say you play drums? Yeah. We could do with a decent. Do you remember years ago? You, met, you, met, you, 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 you and I'm not being able to say this. I'm not excluding you from this. 
remember years ago the Blackpool drummer came down and he was brilliant. He was. It wasn't just the old bang bang bang. Not the pompy one. Yeah, uh, no, he's better than that. He was much better than that. I mean, that was just that was bang bang. He was doing proper tunes and on his drums. We could do with a really good drummer. You think we could do with a good drummer? Uh, yeah, not, not like like. A, like well, what do you base that on? Um, someone like the guy that used to play for the Who. It was a pun. Never mind. No, I know. I I, I ignored it there because quite frankly, you, you cracked a joke at the phone earlier on to me today. That I'm still <laughs> scarred from. What was um, that joke? Um, I can't say in the podcast. Okay, well, was my <laughs> drum joke a bit too simple for you? Right. Anyway, so um, so what yeah. I'm saying is, if you would come down, you could bang out some decent tunes, and we could have like proper, like I don't know, decent drumming. We we had a drummer years ago, but he was crap. I didn't mm. So we need someone decent to, to come in and, and do that. So maybe in our block, you could start some kind of like I don't know, bit of Led Zeppelin type drumming. I don't know. Yeah, I could maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd, have to, I'd have to go over close to the fence. But uh, we'll talk about this another time. We'll, right. we'll, we'll get some tunes together. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, um, I'll send. We could drum up the support. Now I'm going to his territory. Shape drumming up the support. <laughs> yeah. You could have done better than that, I think. Uh, you can talk. Not being funny. Uh, I'll end. Already? We've already reached the R's end. Well, David Barsley had a lot to say. God bless him. So that was 20 minutes, and you winding on about whatever you were winding on about was 20 minutes. And Hopefully now they had all the crap I said earlier on, won't, won't you? Um, <laughs> so, anything else we need to talk about? We should probably include Leeds uh, tomorrow in this. Um, we've got Leeds away tomorrow, and then we're at home, Charlton, on Saturday, obviously. Um Chris Mendes, what else would you like to add that we haven't already both, discussed in tonight's podcast? Both former clubs of Hasselbank, aren't they? Leeds and Charlton. Did he play for Charlton? Did he? Did yeah, didn't he? Yeah, and, and Middlesbrough that we just played three in a row. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to thank Junior Hoylet for providing some <laughs> great entertainment. <laughs> when that he was fell amazing. Down, fell down the hole like Loftus it, Road. It, it, the other fellow who <laughs> fell down now. Van Persie. Well, I thought it was Van Persie. Yeah. Van Persie. And Alexis as well. Because we were talking about this the other day on Friday at Rangers. We so I'll tell you why I remember that because um, it was Van, we were playing United and it was uh, Van Persie fell down it and through work occasionally we get to do a few things with footballers and, and as it happened that was the week before probably like the, the sort of biggest football thing I've ever done at work and we were getting Robin Van Persie to do it on the Tuesday after that game. So I was watching the game at Loftus Road and he fell down the hole and I was like, ah, ah, ah you've fallen down the hole. And then I thought, and then all of a sudden it came into my head, oh my God, if he's injured, he's not going to do it on Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. He's not going to do this PR junket thing. And he didn't do it. We got given Danny Welbeck instead. Because of that? Because of that, because he was injured in the game. He had to go off. Yeah, I remember. He had yeah. to go off yeah. from that. He fell down he the camera pit and he had to go off. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe he heard about the, the PI idea. Yeah, PI idea you know that bit what you said about a minute ago about all the crap I was talking about for about 10 minutes? Yeah. Anyway, have you finished, Chris? Are you saying my story was bad? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's great. I've, I've learned a lot from that story. Jesus. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was funny, and the funniest bits were the videos of it. And um, I think you said on Twitter, didn't you, Chris? This is, I thought Junior Hoyle had stopped going missing in the middle of games. Exactly. No, but it really seems much. not. He should do the jokes. He did. I was repeating his joke. <laughs> Sounds, anyway, but the, the funny thing is about it is. I'll end. Yeah, uh, sorry, before, before we end that, do you reckon the linesman even noticed he was off the pitch at that point, or Lions person? He's probably gone. Oh, oh that, yeah, he completely balls that up, didn't he? Oh, shocking. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some crap. I mean, do you remember years ago when we played Spurs and um, 
Harp and Singh was in charge, and he was up. He started a, a, a little bit of a riot. Another reference for yeah. our younger, younger listeners. Oh, I, I mean, that was what, 1994? David, I can't help the ago? fact I'm 46 years of age. I'm a little bit old. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. In 20 years' time, I wouldn't be able I'll be like, I'll, I'll get in a lot cheaper, put it like that. Anyway, so you, you kind of like, but that decision is probably one of the worst I've ever seen at Rangers. It was, it was so bad, it, it was incredible. I don't know. For those who, for our younger listeners, explain this decision, the famous Harple scene. Oh, jeez, everybody made was ridiculous. The guy, he was getting people mad who were librarians who would never get mad over anything in their life. And they were like wanting to riot on the pitch. He he literally united the QPR fan base in a way that I've never seen anyone do. Um, Incredible. He, 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 He wanted every QPR fan to kill him. But no one was that mad about that goal on Friday night because it, 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 it matters more. That matters more to Middlesbrough, that goal, than it does to us now. Do you know what? I think we've had the stuff in That's the so problem, though. That kind of mentality is probably why we didn't get anything out of the game because, you know, just switching off after conceding the penalty, if, if, we would, if, if the result mattered that to us, ridiculous. then maybe we'd be getting a few yeah. more results. Mm. To be mm. fair, I mean, yeah. fair, by the way, fair play to Middlesbrough for bringing somebody down on Friday night with yeah. Sky being ridiculous in the, these fixtures because... These Friday night features, when you watch them on TV, they're, they're, they're empty. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's a ridiculous idea. But third place, my R's end is... Oh, was that not your R's end? Oh, Carry on. Okay. Um, is kind of Northern Ireland, American-related, as in Washington. I can't believe I said that. That's such a phrase of <coughs> joke. I hate myself for it. Uh, Washington. No, no, anyway. We're all wondering what the back. joke was. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Carry on. So, actually, cut that bit. That was shared. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't cut it. Yeah, no, you should cut it because that was just. Carry boring. on. No, you, that's basically carry, carry on, on, carry on, carry on. Um, is he? Like, I would have thought he said the QPR fans. Can you think of another striker that scored for his country before he scored for his club at so, QPR? Any club, any club anywhere, because I'm sure Washington must be the only striker ever to score for his country first before his club. Um, Gotta be. Well, no, but, 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 but uh, what, what do you mean, though? Because and the club, Massimo Luongo obviously scored for Australia before he scored for oh, QPR. No, 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 no but you mean since yeah, joining? Yes, yeah, since joining, playing a game in in, in, a, in a in a game for their their um, bet, yeah, parent but, club. Yeah, but, but, yeah, you're right. Luongo hasn't scored for QPR yet, has he? Or has he? I, what you're saying is, yeah, no. What, who was the last QPR player to score for a home nation? Um, I don't know the answer. Who was it, Jamie Mackey? Scotland, yeah. Jamie Mackey scored for Scotland? I'm pretty sure he scored for Scotland, did he? So is he your boy now, Connor Washington? I don't know. Is he, like, going to sort of fly the flag at the Euros? Do you know what? I was quite impressed. Obviously, I'm biased, ridiculously biased, but don't look at your watch. I'm going to shut up in a second. I'm looking at my watch because Gabe is, like, looking at me like... I but, want to go home. But I, I, I didn't recognise the player that played for Northern Ireland to the player that played for QPR. He seemed to be given freedom in the pitch for Northern Ireland. And he was strong. Anyone who's seen the goals... Was he playing up top on his own? Um, yeah, he was at times. But what he did do was he, he, he knocked off two defenders, ran through, strength, pace... He looked pretty lively. Give, give the keep the old eyes as well, which is a great old goal, which some of the stand balls we've been proud of. Done well. Hopefully he'll go to Euro, score loads of goals, and next season we will benefit from that. Mm. And um, I'm, I'll give you some reports, uh, um, Nice, Lyon, and Paris about how well he's doing. Um, and by the way, I don't care that he's never been to Belfast before. Who cares? We were shaped for years. It's nice to have a, good, a team that actually qualifies for things. Pool number two. 
this is the R's end bit. Anything that we're, we're we're finishing the podcast very soon. So anything that you haven't yet said that you're aching to say about QPR. And after this podcast, the podcast will be finished forever. Carry on. I, I think Paul's pretty much summed it all up. No one, <laughs> something that no one has ever said Horrible. about Paul Finney before. Um, I, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> you haven't tried doing the podcast with him for five years. Then you'll be tired. I like that. Um, you got, you got no one you want to say a shout out to or anything? Like, no family, friends, um, Ridgewell Windows, anything like that? Ridgewell Windows and Doors, they do very good <laughs> conservatories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some florist, like did he florist? Nah, forget okay. florist. <laughs> um, let's do predictions then. So Leeds tomorrow, Charlton on Saturday. Chris? Leeds. Oh, I really hope we win that one because they're just such a lovely club, aren't they, Leeds? Just, uh, I think I think we'll get four points at least from those two games. I think we'll get four points as well uh, in whichever order. So one win, one draw. Six points. Do you really believe that, though? As you're saying it, do you really believe it? Absolutely. I wouldn't say otherwise. Mm. Leeds, I, I want us to hammer them so badly. I remember Brian Dean. We, we owe this to Leeds. This, this, this kicking's coming from a long time. And if anyone's is it from the club, we all leads for Brian Dean. That's all I'm saying. We've got to stuff them. Thank you very much. Pool two. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Leeds, hopefully. Uh, they've been on a bit of a poor run lately, so uh, hopefully we can pull something out of that. And uh, Charlton, uh, hell, they owe us for that first game. Yeah. So what are you saying? Four points, six points? I want six. Oh, okay. I want six. Uh, thank you very much for listening. A little footnote, Gabe, our producer, who you just sometimes hear us refer to, really. We, don't, we barely ever speak to him, although we did mistakenly give him a mic a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you're off now to, to... What are you off to do? I'm off to COS to work as a sound and light technician for a hotel. Is that a front for something? You're not going to be ending up in Peru, are you? We're not going to see you on the news in Peru, a moment of madness. I couldn't say, and to be honest, no one knows what I look like, so... Fine. Uh, go on, you may as well, seeing as you've got a mic in your hand, you've got a podcast, haven't you? Yeah, go I do. On, I have tell a, people to listen to I have to a it. podcast at Going Shows. We've interviewed Danny Boyle and George Yao, who is a massive gamer, celebrity, and loads of interesting people. So go at Going Shows on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have you really interviewed Danny Boyle? Yeah. The director? The director. About what? About travelling. Nah. Very good. Oh, I'm impressed. Going shows podcast with Gabe, the guy who's using DJing yeah. or tech, do, being a technician in cost as a will. front for his South American drug running this summer. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully ha- we'll be in the capable hands of Harry for the rest of the season. Of course. Anything else, Paul? Harry, that's a bad omen, isn't it? <laughs> Last time we had a, Harry at the end of a QPR didn't go so well. Who do you support, yeah. Harry? Oh. Everyone supports Arsenal enough on the Okay, thank you very much for listening to the QPR podcast. We will be back next week after somewhere between four and six points from two games. Thank you for listening. QPR!